Episode 20. Welcome. Oh my god. What an amazing, amazing day to be alive. Well, actually, it is still rainy in New York. Um. <laughs> Wait. Never mind, it's not frozen. I think it was recording that whole time. Okay. Praying that you guys heard all of that. Maybe it just sounds chunky. Um, actually, I'm going to check the audio because if it isn't right, then I'm going to really be sad. So give me one second, actually. All right. It turns out it just stopped for a minute. So there might be a little break in silence. That was intentional. It was, no, not intentional. But like, I knew it happened. So don't worry, everyone. Um, but yeah, today, although it is really rainy outside, I know that tomorrow is going to be sunny and beautiful after all these days of rain. It's been raining so much in New York. Obviously, nothing compared to people who are um, having troubles with Hurricane Ian. Um, shout out to you guys praying for you. But here, um, it's just been really like cold and rainy and gray. And I never like that. I'm never into that. But sometimes, somehow I've been able to, you know, get through it. Um, even though I've developed a cold and I'm lethargic and sometimes I just don't want to do anything. Oh my god, it froze again. I really hope that that freeze wasn't anything. Okay, praying. Um, but no, I have been living and it's not the best sometimes just because like I don't like it to be so depressing. But overall, it's the little things that keep me going. For example, last night, um, my good friend Jordan from my studio um, had me over to her home so that I could watch Halloween Town with her and her roommate, who I also met, who is fantastic. She's a lovely girl. Um, and I was going to watch Halloween Town two nights ago, but uh, I literally pulled it up on my computer, and the idea of watching it, like, not how I usually watch it with my family and like in my in like my living room it's all cozy and like decorated for Halloween like the idea of watching it instead of my dorm room alone was way 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 too depressing so I simply couldn't do it um but Jordan was gladly there to step up and host me and comfort me and that she did I was so excited for one to actually watch it with humans and two just because like it's Halloween and, oh, uh, my God, I don't even know how many times I've mentioned it on this here podcast, but my, I, I love Halloween. Halloween will always get me out of any rut. Therefore, I don't really take my decorations down throughout the entire year. And mm, you can chew on that. You can, you can suck on that. Because, like, literally, if it brings me joy, I don't understand why people, like, think that that's blasphemous. Like, I don't know. Usually when spring happens, I'll put up, like, like, less Halloween decorations, just because, like, obviously other stuff. But, like, through winter, one, Christmas decorations are, like, kind of, like, meh, and I feel like Halloween decorations can easily substitute them, because, like, my living, like, obviously my family's living room is still, like, has a Christmas tree and whatnot. So, like, I'm not worried about decorating for Christmas. Christmas lights in bedrooms are ugly, so no. And, like, that'll look like fucking stranger things if I put Christmas lights in my dorm room anyways. Um, and then beyond that, like, okay after Christmas, what do you have? Literally nothing to live for after Christmas. So until spring springs, then fall stays up. Thank you. Um, anyways, we have a little bit more of a drive today. 
you might be thinking, oh my god, Vinny, also, yeah, you just get some slurping ASMR today because I haven't drank any water this morning, and it's going to be really gross if I don't, so sorry for the slurping ASMR. Um, yeah, I just, I don't, I, I, I haven't had an epigraph in, like, years. No, not years, just, like, a long time. Um, it's because it was a lot, it's, like, a lot of work to find them, and I prefer to have them when I have two people to bounce them off of, and it's been hard finding one people. Not that there's, like, there's people who, like, have asked to be guests, but I do this at a very specific time during the week, um, that a lot of people are not available. So, finding a guest has been hard. Even Chloe, who lives in my building, like, our schedules, um, in terms of this have not been lining up. So, yeah. Um, no epigraph for right now. But I really want to bring them back because, like, oh my god, the heyday of epigraphs. Like, when people really understood them. Shout out to my girls who are intellectual. <laughs> no, but, like, I don't know. I had a lot of fun with those. And maybe maybe when I have more free time, I'll be able to get more creative. But right now, I just have, like, more of a topic that I want to tackle that has been very prevalent in everyday life, which is glamorization for real snaps for that um sorry oh my god i'm still getting over my cold so i'm really sorry if i'm making gross noises with my face i assure you i am trying not to um but yeah obviously being at nyu like there's a whole range of people and backgrounds um but there is a large sum of kids who come from a, a rather affluent background. Um, and if you look on their social medias ever, they do their best to make sure you know that they are living an insane, glamorous teen life like fucking Blair Waldorf or those really rich kids on Elite, if, if anyone watches Elite. Um, yeah. And I just want to let y'all know, for, like, outsiders who are looking in, obviously, yes, those kids have money. I'm not denying that. But their life is not as glamorous as you think. If they are an NYU student, they are having, I'm sure they have luxuries that other students don't have, but you're still, like, like, every day you're still being a very normal person. Yes, being in the city is, like, an added, like, oh, my God, crazy. But, like, you're still doing student shit. And the only difference is they're going places that they can afford, so they're just nicer. But that doesn't mean that they're having, like, actual good human connection with anyone, <laughs> like, if that makes sense. Because I won't deny. Sometimes I look at them like, oh, my God, I want to have money to do such and such and have all the fun that they look like they're having. But every time I do get a little glimpse into what is actually happening in their lives, it is just never sincere. It's always, it's a lot of really bad people. And, or not even bad people, just people who don't really have much to say, or they're not, like, funny or fun to be around. And anybody I've met who's, like, been to any of these, like, glamorous parties has always told me that they're not fun, that you really don't feel like you're in a supportive, cool environment. Um, which is huge, in my opinion. Like, being here, meeting people, 
Um, finding sincere people is hard. It really is. Um, and it's huge because at the same time you want to live life and be a crazy like city girl. And then you think of, you think that you need money to do all that because you see all these rich kids doing it. But then you, like, it's kind of nice, this little fact of they don't actually have any good connection because it makes me feel a little bit less FOMO. Like, oh, I don't really care where I am. I could be sitting in someone's dorm room, but, like, I could still be having a much better time than those kids are because at least I'm having real human connection. At least that's what it's like for me. I'm very human connection oriented. Like, if there's, if I have good people around me, chances are, like, my life is significantly more positive than it would be. Um, and that's just because, you know, that's, that's what makes me feel good. Like money at the end of the day doesn't make me feel good. Sometimes if I buy something nice for myself, that gives me a high. Like I still like nice things, but I wouldn't say I'm like materialistic, if that makes sense. Like I don't seek out material goods in order to feel happiness. I seek out material goods for use and for the fact that, it's sometimes cool to have something that is a nicer brand. If I'm spending my own money on it, I'll feel good about myself because I'm I'm now the owner of something that has history and like in at one point is a is a status symbol and that's out of like my own pocket. Like that's cool to me. So and beyond that, those purchases are made for me at least like once or twice a year. Not, like, weekend shopping spree. Like, those are the differences. I'm trying to illustrate some differences here. Um, and I just... And I, I, I didn't grow up with those luxuries. I didn't grow up being like, I want that, I got it. It's It was more like, you want that, go get it. That makes sense. So it's just like, there. there's a difference. And I'm not bashing on these kids. I'm not saying that these kids are inher inherently horrible people. Because I've obviously met some, well, here, no. But obviously, in general, I've met people who have money who are really amazing, generous, lovely people. But here, I've just found that there's a little bit of a different brand, or at least they put up a front that's a little bit more thorny. And, you know, God bless them. But I'm here to talk to the people who feel inferior to them. Don't. Literally don't. Like, it's just, it's not worth it. They're, they're living their life, and it is just as unfulfilling sometimes as yours is sometimes. Like, and then the moments where they are fulfilling, hopefully you have just as many as them. But they're great. They're lovely. They're worth it. Um, et cetera. That's my brain on that. I feel like that could have been problematic, but I don't care. Um, next up is, like, the general glamorization thing of like ads. So sorry, y'all. I just had a big um, issue with my um, with my gold. So I'm so sorry. We're back to business. Um, no advertisements. I mean, like, I feel like this is kind of this is not me saying like, look at this Coca-Cola ad, crazy. But like, obviously, no. We're all influenced by ads, and nowadays, like, with the screens, we're just always looking at shit. So it's like. I feel like it's so hard these days to actually find, to know, to want something sincere because we're trained to want things that in the end are not going to fulfill us, like, whatsoever. 
And that, I fall prey to that, like, so often. Like, I, hmm, how do I put this? I have wanted, at least, like, mm, thought about dating someone with a bit more money. And I'm not ever knocking that idea now. Like, I'm not saying that. But I have, in the past few days, gone on a few dates with someone with a little bit, it seems like a little bit more money. And I have had not, I have not been able to really find emotional common ground with this person because um, they really don't talk about anything else like it's just it always comes back to money it always comes back to material items and goods and etc and and every once in a while they'll talk about like their friends and how they love them but then also how they hate them and like the way that they talk about their friends is kind of just like a little toxic in my opinion and <laughs> it's really upsetting actually because I'm like you seem like a nice person and then I talk to you and you have no, like, it, it's almost like, are you trying to impress me? Like, I'm not impressed. I'm, I'm quite disgusted, actually. And I, I hope that you have a, a, the ability to make a good human connection. And it's just stuff like that. Like, we have a lot of people who are just trained to want those certain things. But then, in the end, we encounter them. And... Obviously, they're not up to par with what we want. And then what are we left with? Like, I I don't know. I, I obviously, like, in, in terms of jobs, we're always growing up being like, oh, my God, do what you love. Do what you love. And then as we also get older, we're like, okay, do what's going to make you money. So it's like, okay, how, one, how do I find that balance? And two, like, that sounds like a recipe for getting stuck with somewhere that I think is going to fulfill me because it gives me a lot of money. And then it really doesn't. And then... I'm down on my luck. Like, this shit is... Obviously, it's not foolproof. I'm not saying that there's any way that we can really battle this or, like, defeat it. But, like, I think step one is not being on the internet as much. Sorry, water break. But, like, I don't know if that sounds... If that's maybe... Maybe I've made that note too many times on here. But the first step in my opinion, is just having adequate screen screen breaks because that, that is the number one way that people will reach us, obviously. And then there are also times where it's time for a fucking screen break. Maybe you feel like spending some money. Go online shopping. Fuck yes. Maybe if you want to, like, show yourself out. Maybe you're just like, I don't care about anything else. I just want to buy this. It looks nice, and I've heard good things about it, and I'm going to buy it. And then you get that rush, and then you get it. And it's whatever. You don't put that much stress on it. You're just like, this was a, an impulse, maybe maybe a, a necessary mental health buy. That is completely, totally valid. But there are moments where I feel like we might be um, uh, taking certain more material ideas and blowing them up to be really important in terms of like our happiness as humans um I don't I'm not gonna lay on you like the money can't buy happiness because I think money can buy a lot of things that will lead to happiness I think if you are comfortable if you 
do not have to worry or stress if you have free time because you don't have to work as much, I believe that that can buy happiness. Absolutely it can. If, listen, if you, if you're able to treat people, like, that makes you feel good about yourself, like, that's happiness. I don't know. There's obviously situations within that, especially when it comes to having excess money that does not buy happiness, but, like, I wouldn't go as far to say money can't buy happiness. I just wouldn't because there, it, that's an extreme. And the other extreme is no money can be, can buy, ha can, well, not buy, but no, having no money is the only way of achieving happiness, which isn't true. I mean, there are monks, <laughs> there are monks and friars who like, and, and nuns who take the vow of, poverty but I don't know if I, I've never been them maybe I should interview a nun <laughs> maybe I should see if she's happy um I don't know there are a bunch of religions based on that like if you let go of all your possessions then you'll end your suffering um that sounds great but it's not realistic <laughs> like I'm, I'm not here to talk about religious theology or, or hiding in the woods for forever. I'm here to talk about what's applicable to us as college students and possibly above. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm just reading the, the rest of my notes, but I didn't cover anything. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I guess I already touched on this, but being confident versus being showy. I love confident people. I'm a confident person. Are you kidding? I love talking about myself. Like, I literally have a podcast. Um, but I don't know. I talk about whatever I want, and I just – I try not to push people. Like, I, I, there are people who, for example, will say, oh, um, like, unprompted. They'll be like, ugh, I'm just having such a hard week. Like, I have this audition, I have this audition, and, like, I'll probably get one of them, and, like, I guess it's worth it, but, like, I'm just so tired. And that is, in my opinion, a bit showy. It's not very confident. Because you're obviously fishing. You're obviously waiting for someone to ask you about this, to be impressed with how many auditions are going on, unprompted. If it, 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 in, okay, sorry. If instead someone comes, comes like comes up to you and they go, "How are you?" and well, person A goes, "How are you?" Person B goes, "I'm really tired." Person A goes, "Oh, what's going on?" Person B goes, "I'm just really busy this week." Person A goes, "Well, what's going on? What's happening?" They're like, and person B goes, "Yeah, I have a few auditions that I'm going to, and you know, they're kind of they're kind of stressing me out, but I am really grateful for the opportunities I'm getting, etc." And person A is like, oh my god, that's so cool, and continues the conversation. That is a significant difference. And that might sound, honestly, a little bit ridiculous. Coming out of my mouth right now, I'm really fearing that some people are like, you're being insane, Vinny. But to me, that is a huge difference. Because there's always a possibility that person A can say, if after person B says, I'm really busy, person A can be like, well, one, person A can be like, oh, me too. Like, I have a bunch of shit going on, too. Like, are you just tired? Do you want to just go rest? And you don't got to talk about shit. Nobody has to mention anything. Because person A could have a fucking, like, record deal coming in. I don't know. Like, you don't know. It's just, like, there will be moments where nobody's going to actually want to hear about what's going on in your life. Which is, in my opinion, very valid. And honestly, 
yes, it feels good to talk about your accomplishments, but that's why you have friends and family, God willing, I hope you do, like people who are really close to you that you can celebrate the good times with and celebrate the joys. But when you first meet someone, or at least you're talking with someone that you're like recently acquainted with, you should not have to feel like you have to show off to them. Like you have to wear your finest clothing, bring your most expensive bag, talk about all these amazing career opportunities. That's not what's going to win someone over. What's going to win someone over is like, one, the idea that you're going to listen and not try to impress 24-7, that you're going to be sincere and beyond that, that you're emotionally available, that if you want to be a good friend to them, then you're going to be there emotionally. And if they need a friend, not a fucking, like, I don't even know what, club promoter? Like, you just like you just need to be a human. And I feel like we're kind of, our goal sometimes is to, is to be as, like, least human as possible, to not feel any emotions, to not be a cog in the machine because in my opinion that is just villainizing like work too much but just like I don't know like to not have the best job to not have the best connections like these things are important do not get me wrong I believe work is important I believe networking is important I believe you know if you know working hard getting and buying the things you want to buy i think those are all important but when it comes to the social aspect there is an important shift that if you as a human don't doesn't maintain around me i will judge the fuck out of you that is that is what i'm trying to say here maybe this is a bit of an intense podcast i don't even care Honestly, it's just a rant. I am sick. I am sick of people talking about money. I'm sick of people trying to show shit off. I'm sick of trying like of people when we're having conversations, like when we're new people, trying to w- almost like one up each other. Like we're in fucking kindergarten. Stop. Literally stop. Things will come up naturally if you think that there is something really cool that you want to talk about, and you think it would wow the people in front of you. Allow it to naturally come up in conversation because God, God willing, if it doesn't come up in conversation, if you still let the conversation naturally flow, there is a much better chance that you will see that person again and it will come up at one point. And in my opinion, that makes a person so much more admirable. Like when somebody brings up randomly in conversation after like we've met each other three times, something really huge and impressive, I'll be like, one yay for you that is so amazing and impressive and i don't need to worry about like thinking that you're just trying to make me like you through this and beyond that like props to you because you're not fucking bragging about it and you're just letting it happen and like it it's just something that exists about you and i can decide for myself that i'm impressed by that does that make sense i feel like i'm really talking in circles right now but it's just like Shit, shit has to be natural. And I feel like some kids grow up because maybe their parents don't have these social skills or are not instilling these social cues within them. But if they haven't, I'm here for you to fucking learn. I'm just here to tell you, like, nobody is that interested in what you're doing and what is going to impress them when they first meet you. When they first meet you, everyone is kind of 
not like fully on fight or flight, but like kind of on fight or flight. And they just want to fucking talk to someone and like have a good time and have a good laugh, especially when there's no actual like social emotional anchors in any, like if you guys don't know anyone, you don't even have a mutual friend, like pump the brakes, bitch. Just talk about like some random shit. Talk about boys. I don't know. People always like to talk about boys. It does bomb people really quick. Like talk about grades, talk about superficial shit. I mean, I don't like small talk, but like, that doesn't mean that I instantly am like, so how much money do you make? Like, that's a very, very different ballpark. If you can, literally avoid all material things on, on upon first meeting, especially on a first date. Unless someone, unless your date asks you, oh my god, what are you doing for work right now? You can totally talk about what you're doing for work, but don't talk about Oh my god, don't talk about, yeah, I'm doing this and it's really important and I'm really making a lot of money and meeting a lot of cool people and I met this person and I met this person and it's really cool because that makes your date just feel inferior and kind of like they want to laugh at you because like they just, you just don't get it. If you, if someone asks you about your work, they want to know about your passion. That's what I'm going to go with. That's what I'm going to assume um, because I think that that's true. If someone is like, so what do you do for work? You can say, oh, I'm in this job right now or I'm doing this. You can talk about the actual work you do and you can say if it fulfills you. If, you, if, if it's something that's really been a dream, you could say I'm very grateful for this opportunity. I'm so happy that I'm in this position right now. I'm, I really feel like things have fallen into place and, you know, I thank God, I thank the universe, whatever you want to call it. And I'm very happy. And someone, when someone sees that, when someone sees, sees a passion, that, in my opinion, is like one of the best things you can share, especially on a first date. But then if you go, if you go the other end and talk about shit, like that's just like not fun. It's not sweet. Also, maybe you're in a job that like you don't like. And guess what? You can still say, oh, I'm in, I'm doing this and this and this, but I fucking hate it. And I actually want to get out. And then they can say, oh, what's your, um, what, like, what is your passion? What do you enjoy doing? And then, guess what? You can still talk about your passion. Like, I don't know. Talking about passion is so romantic to me. But, yeah. That was it. Like, I'm just... Uh, I'm literally... I think I'm spent. But I, I just... Social cues, man. Like, people, especially this week, people have not been getting them. And I'm... I'm really sick and tired of it. That's the other thing. Venmo. Oh, my God. If you, if you, um, are on a date with someone and you ask them out, even if you're a college student, even if you're a college student, if you pick the place and the other person agrees to go to said place and they don't even get food, they just get a drink, you best be picking up the tab for that other person. I don't care what gender roles you got I'm saying if you pick the place if you take the person out if you see this place is so good whatever whatever and they sit down with you and especially if they don't get a full meal like somebody's always should order like if being on the receiving end of this God asked out, I go somewhere, and I wasn't hungry, but I still ordered a drink because I'm not going to sit somewhere and not get anything. Like, that is considered rude in my opinion. So, I have, you know, you get the obligatory drink, and you sit there. The other person who asked you out should fucking pay. 
it is embarrassing. You you are not advocating for yourself for a second date if you ask someone out and the check comes around and you say, can we split that? Can we separate those those charges on a different bills? And then you obviously can't, so you have to Venmo the other person. Like, oh my God, if I'm Venmoing you at the end of the date, that should be my resignation letter, in my opinion. That that fucking eight dollars on your on your little app that says din din should say no. Should say I'm never seeing you again. Um I did see said person again. <laughs> I'm just that bored. That's just the truth of it for me. Um I'm just that bored. But please everyone else, um, do better than me. Please have um better standards for yourself. Anyways, um I'm literally, oh, I am so thoroughly sorry for my cold. Like, I think it is the most disgusting thing to have to listen to someone with a cold do anything um, and, like, snot happening. So if you literally couldn't make it through this, um, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I feel so sorry for you that you had to listen to it at all. Um, but I will obviously be recording the rest of this podcast episode later in the week. Hopefully, praying, praying, praying that I do not have a cold then. Please, everyone, pray along with me. Um, but thank you for listening while you could, if you did. So, yeah, I'll see you later. All right, it's Tuesday. Um, I really feel like I am, like, slacking on the timing of this because my usual timing, or at least the one that I've been trying to establish as usual, is, um, what was I going to say, Wednesday morning and Sunday, but sometimes the weekends get busy, and the past couple weeks it's been busy, so last week it was pushed to Monday, and this week it's pushed to Tuesday, considering the fact that it was fall break slash Indigenous Peoples weekend, so it's just like, well, one, I had my mom and and two of my sisters into town, which was chef's kiss. I loved seeing them. Actually, Gooby is still here, my, um, one of my older sisters. And, well, they're all older. I actually have no younger sisters, so sorry, that means nothing to you. But, um, she's still here until tomorrow afternoon, so I get to hang with her. But, currently, um, she's asleep at our friend's place, and I'm really sorry if you, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, Shut up. Sorry, my computer is just making noises again. No thanks. Shut up. I'm sorry if you heard that. I can't remember if the microphone picks up those kinds of things, but hopefully not because they're really loud and annoying. Um, I'm in a bad mood. Not like because of anything that happened, but just because I'm really tired and I did not rest well since... Um, I haven't had a good, like, good rest since Saturday night. Which is really upsetting because I love rest. I love feeling rested. Um, and when I first got here, I guess maybe it was because I was nervous or what. Um, I just, you know, I would wake up at like, no matter what time I went to bed, I would wake up at like 7.40 and I would wake up bright and early. Maybe that's because I was just so anxious to start my day, whatever. But now I'm just like... The, the um, utter pain I feel when I wake up is so intense. But to be fair, I also had movie theater popcorn last night. And I'm like, I think I'm like allergic to butter because my 
like my the way that my body reacts to movie theater popcorn is not normal. I would say it's a borderline allergy. Like my stomach swells and it feels like I'm going to vomit for like 2 days straight. It hurts so bad and not to mention I'm really dehydrated, which is like not that big of a deal, but here I've generally been drinking a gallon of water a day because I got like a water bottle with a nipple lid and the nipple lid I'm sorry is like the best thing ever if you're trying to drink water because it's so passive and I left it at um the Tisch building like on Friday so this whole weekend I just haven't had water to drink or at least like I haven't been able to drink water the same way that I usually do and it's really been affecting me like headache wise just because like I don't know I feel very dried up like a prune Anyways, <laughs> okay, okay, um, oh yeah, so on Saturday night, my my mom and my sister came in Saturday morning, we went to go see Funny Girl with this Miss Mia Michelle, Leah Michelle herself, Glee Hit Extraordinaire, um, yeah, I feel like we could tie this into what I was talking about earlier in terms of glamorization, because if you don't know... The reason that they bring stars like Leah Michelle or um, also currently Sutton Foster and Hugh Jackman onto Broadway, besides the fact that they're talented and, of course, I'm sure they love performing on stage and it's a great opportunity, but also the big incentive there is to make money. It brings in crowds that are, you know, not likely to go see Broadway shows until there is, like, a crazy star, you know? Like, a family maybe would be like, I know why I know in terms of my family as well. It's like, oh, this person's on stage right now, and afterwards they'll be at the stage door, and there's a chance to meet them, and we don't get that chance every once in a while, so let's pull our shit together and make the trip to New York. Um, And if you don't know, Broadway also is a huge aspect in terms of, like, rippling out to other businesses for tourism, hotels, parking garages, restaurants, et cetera, et cetera, gift shops, like even the the toll that you're paying to take the tunnel in or if you're flying. Like it's just, there's a lot. There's a lot of shit that Broadway gives to New York in terms of tourism. So, you know, I sat there and I was like, I, I knew that I was seeing Leah not because not solely because she is talented and perfect for the role, but also because, you know, it's a money grab, which is fine. I also saw Harry Potter and the Cursed Child with that same mindset because, obviously, it's it not one, did not need to be two fucking parts. It actually didn't need to be created at all, but at the end of the day, is it is it not making... Actually, no, it's not making the most money right now on Broadway, but it, it it's still, you know, you understand what I'm saying. It's like a universal kind of vibe. So... I saw it, but at the end of the day, um, Leah was fantastic. She was she blew my she blew my socks off, to say the least. Um, her voice is so 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 powerful, and it, it is cool with the fact that like I grew up watching Glee and hearing her voice, what I and like what I thought was seemingly auto tuned, in person, is like really really cool because she she her her tonal quality was like, so there, and just, like, the fullness, the way she was able to fill the August Wilson was really cool. I, I will, I will say that. Um, Leah Michelle has a past. I'm sure, if you don't know about Leah Michelle's past, I'm not gonna take the time to explain it to you. 
Um, so I'm so sorry, but give it a quick Google and you'll see. So sometimes I, I wonder about that because obviously I was not on set in those places and I, you know, didn't actually get the inside scoop, but a lot of co-stars, enough co-stars spoke out about it that I'm just like, hmm, because it's not the easiest thing to speak out about, about a co-star. Like I will say that, especially one like Leah, who is, you know, pretty, she's pretty well known after the, after the show aired after especially after Corey died like she was really upheld as a fan favorite so bashing her I feel like is not one of the more like safe decisions so for that reason I feel like those co-stars you know give them some credit they they went on a limb but and also Jane Lynch left after she heard that Leah was gonna be coming into the into the picture for funny girl so like that's telling um, and I just, I do wonder, I've heard uh, from the inside scoop I've, I've been able to get at Funny Girl that she just kind of does her work and leaves and she doesn't really talk to many co-stars, not in like a rude way, I guess she just like is very quiet, does her thing and leaves. And I will say, seeing her at the stage door, that's kind of like what she was like. She kind of just, you know, she kind of just showed up and... I was holding my playbill, hoping to get it signed, and I was near the front of the crowd at first, but then she came out, and people started shoving, and all of a sudden, there was a bar in front of me, so I couldn't go forward, and people, like, in front of the bar just, like, wrapped around me, and I wasn't, like, at that point, I was I was not gonna try to fight to see her, because I, I got a glimpse of her walking out, I was like, oh my god, Leah Michelle's right there, crazy, but she was, like, so, she looked so disheveled. And not in, like, a she-looked-gross-way, because she was dressed fine. Like, she was dressed in, like, all black, like, black boots, little black coat, and I think there's, like, a little black skirt. Um, she was dressed so cute, but she was just really tired. <laughs> like, you could tell she just had a long day, and she had a baby at home that she had to go attend to. So, I don't know. I just didn't really f see the point of, like, trying to push to see her or to get, to get her to sign my playbill. I knew I wasn't going to get her to sign my playbill. So that was one. Two, um, I felt like if I got close to her, I would just feel guilty for like keeping her because, you know, eventually she just got in the getaway car. And then later we were walking down, we were walking in Times Square to like to the bus station, not the train station, sorry. And she rolled down her window because she saw a bunch of like fans and we were like, hey girl. And it was so cool. But then, you know, again, put the window immediately up. Like, it was, I, f I, f I feel lucky to have seen the glimpses of her that I see because, like, when I went to go see Dear Evan Hansen, you know, Ben Platt didn't even come out, which it, he's not obligated to. Like, it's just, it's really cool when stars come on to Broadway, but you have to understand that, like, they're there for one reason, that's one reason only, that's to get you backstage. That's to get you seated in that seat, paying that amount of money, paying for any merchandise you want there's a reason why so much merch had leah's actual face on it like it's a broadway show there's sometimes like you know there's going to be other actors in the in the show so why put someone's face on it like bitch you can you can figure out why so i was excited that i was able to suspend my disbelief for mo some moments in the show because I, she was that amazing and she really you know I would say she really hit her beats. And I'm not saying that that is an objective opinion. I feel like that's just how it was for me. I did enjoy it. I, I'm sure subconsciously I'm biased somewhat because I grew up watching Glee and I just kind of like 
her like hearing her voice like we were we were constantly playing glee in the car growing up so like her voice is kind of is somewhat of a comfort to me and i was just it was just really cool um i'm sure there will be people who are able to separate themselves from that and maybe will have a different opinion maybe that they think that her performance wasn't as satisfactory um but that's just where i stand so in terms of glamorization i mean i hope you can kind of like piece together what i'm trying to get at there like it's really fantastic, but there's a reason behind anything, and here's what I'll say. To the people who are going to see Leah Michelle, especially ones who are tourists, it is lovely that you think that you're on that trip to go have a personal experience with a star. Um, in reality, that, that placement of that star is meant to be taking your money. Which is fine. I mean, money makes the world go round. And listen, we we God knows when Broadway shut down, the economy here in New York was not the best. So this shit just has to work. And God bless it. There was, in my opinion, good entertainment behind it because it, it, that was a really cool experience. And I don't regret spending the money that I did spend. Like I was really when obviously my parents would my my mom and oh my god my mom and my sisters would have come in regardless of seeing the show. But I don't regret spending the money to see the show because it was really, really a cool experience. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We also saw Don't Worry Darling, <laughs> me and my sister, um, me and Gooby, last night. Work, we, had, we had a low, a lion low day because when Miranda was here, my eldest, she, you know, she loves the TikTok. She loves looking at the NYU, and oh, not the NYU, <laughs> the New York City TikToks, seeing all the hot, fun places and taking us there and bopping us all, like literally all across town. And when I was when they left and it was just me and Gooby, I was like, "Girl, um, we're not leaving my area. We're not like leaving Greenwich Village, Lower East Side, West Village area." Sorry. And she was chill with that, and we had such a good time. At least according to her, like I think she did, because I just well one, I just showed her around, and two, like we just lied low. Whatever we wanted to do, we just did. Like last night we went to go see Don't Worry Darling, and it was kind of a fever dream like honestly i would recommend like i think i don't know if i'll ever see it again honestly if somebody was like do you want to just like watch it if they just like wanted to turn it on i'd be like honestly yeah because it was it was like fun i had fun watching it but i'm not gonna sit here and tell you like oh my god it was like god's gift to film no i don't think it ever was meant to be like look at the material girl but i will say florence Pugh, she was on it like I'm sorry if the if the, if people think that the writing or the directing was weird, but Florence Pugh took that script and she did make it her bitch. I, oh my god, I fucking love porn. Porn's few. Oh, I did it just like I did with Mia Lachelle. Porn's few. Well, well, porn's few. I, I love you. If you're listening, girl, I do love you. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend everyone see it. Actually, even if you're not a Harry fan, because I'm not. I'm not not a Harry fan. I'm just like not a Harry. Harry, you know, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about Harry, and, um, I wasn't, like, oh my god, I have to see Don't Worry Darling, but I was, like, I was, I was into the idea, because I thought it was just kind of fun, like, kind of funky, so I just went, and boy, am I glad I did, like, listen, Harry's character was one-sided enough that, like, it was not, it was not, you know, that much of a problem, because he just had to like be either really sad, really mad, really drunk, really horny, etc. Um, like he could have never played Florence Pugh's role. We know that, but 
with his character, I guess he he fit the bill, and I'm sure again it got people in the fucking seats. I know I know it got me in the seats because honestly, if if Harry wasn't in it, if Florence wasn't in it, I probably wouldn't have seen it. Especially if if I like if it was just Florence and people like told me that like the premise of it, I would have been like, oh, that's kind of like a little bit too like too much like Midsommar, and I'm just like scared of that, and I wouldn't go see it. Um, but for the fact that you know I saw. Honestly, the trailer was scarier. <laughs> like, the trailer really got me eat for it. I was like, "This is kind of terrifying." I don't know if I can, if I can sit through it comfortably. Um, I was fucking fine. I I needed to shut up. But sincerely, like, I'm glad I went. Like, no matter no matter if I was only there to see a certain group of people, I'm still had a good time. Me and Gooby had a good time, like making fun of it at times, but also just like discussing it after the movie. We did discuss like the the premise and anything we thought was ambiguous like which in my opinion denotes good art like if if you're talking about it afterward then you did your job so i think olivia wilde directed it she was in it too i don't know how that works maybe that's for another episode but like can somebody explain to me how directing and acting works at the same time because i don't know how that power that power shift would go um anyway olivia wilde you know what you did good work. I heard that she's a bad person from my Harry Stanson fans. So, Harry Stanson fans, please, please shoot me a text. Let me know what's wrong with her. Um, but it was pretty good. I don't know. My brain is so fried. Me and Gooby also um, went out on... Not Saturday night. Saturday night? No, Sunday night. We went out Sunday night. And we had a blast. It was good. Um, but I just, I didn't get any sleep that night, and and since then, my sleep has just gone completely downhill, and I'm, and I'm not hydrated, and I just really feel like I'm deteriorating, and the popcorn this morning made my stomach hurt so bad, I had a drink, get this, I had a drink of ginger ale, I drank a fucking ginger ale, like the Italian home remedy motherfucker I am, because if you know, maybe this is not just an Italian thing, but with my Italian grandmother and mother, if anything was going wrong with your stomach, you had to drink ginger ale. It was the cure-all. And honestly, I drank that fucking can of ginger ale, and did it cure all my sicknesses? No. But did it kind of heal me and, like, settle my stomach? I would say so, honestly. So, you know what? God bless you, ginger ale. Thank you for your service. Um, yeah. I don't even know. That's the other thing. With, with, with fucking doing these podcasts in two parts, I don't remember what I put in the first part. So, one, I hope I don't repeat myself. Two, I hope I, like, encapsulated the idea I was trying to go for here. Sometimes I don't have an idea. So, this week was kind of rare in the way that, like, there was an actual aim and focus. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed said aim and focus. I know I did. I, I'm really sorry that there was no guest this weekend. Honestly, I would have loved to have Miranda and Gooby on the podcast. If you want to, like, meet them in their podcast voices, I made one of my first, my, my first episodes were with, um, all my sisters. So there's a meet, meet cute, meet and greet cute for all my sisters earlier on the podcast if you want to see um, I'm actually looking at it right now. It's a while back. Oh my god. Episode 20. I can't believe we're here. This is so crazy. Alright, well, I think that's all I got for you. I'm so sorry to have kept you, if I kept you. If I didn't keep you, I completely understand. Um, but yeah, that's it. Bye, guys. <laughs>